The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. And Hakam Yosef, he says over a phenomenal story that happened not too long ago when there was an engagement party. The uncle of the Hatan went to the Kala's house for the engagement. A beautiful time, Mabruk! His nephew got engaged, he goes to his, his, uh, he goes to the Kala's house, he knocks on the door, Mabruk! The father of the Kala opens, he gives him a nice big Mabruk, how you doing? Good to see you. And the uncle of the Hatan was there a little early. So he had time to talk to the father of the Kala a little bit. He had time to talk to the father of the, of uh, the Kala, and they're talking and they're reminiscing. What school did you go to? What cheder did you go to? It comes out that they went to the same cheder. They went to the same school. Unbelievable. You went to that school? I went to the same school. Wow! Who is your rabbi? I had the same rabbi. What? What year? And it comes out that they were in the same class. And he says to the father of the kala. Wow, unbelievable, long time no see again, they're going back years, he's already marrying off a daughter. And he says to the father of the Kala, do you remember one time they played a joke on you and they locked you in your room? And you were screaming to get out, you were knocking, and they were laughing, and they locked you in. And then all of a sudden, the father of the Kala's face changes. He says, of course I remember that. And until today, I don't forgive whoever did it to me. Little does he know, the uncle of the boy is the one that did it to him. And he's like, what? You don't, you couldn't believe it. Wow, okay, you hit a, a shower cord. Okay, alamak, take care, mabruk. Back to the party. After the party's over there, shortly afterwards, the uncle of the Khatan, he goes over to one of the big Yedolim, and he tells him over the whole story. You don't understand? I went to the father of the Khalat, Babrukim, I started reminiscing with him, and it comes out that he was the man, he was the boy that I locked in the room. And he said to me, I wrote, Mokhel, what did it? What should I do? So the Gadol, without even knowing the details of the uncle, of the uncle's life, he told him, if you don't want trouble in your life, if you don't want sarot, if you don't want problems in your life, make sure you get mechila. Make sure you get forgiveness. He just said, Bifuraj, I don't forget, forgive whoever did it to me. How am I going to get forgiveness? He has to go now and embarrass himself and tell him, I'm sorry it was me, little do you know, it's going to be so embarrassing. If you don't want problems in your life, make sure you get the mehila. Muster up the kawah, okay, he got the courage. And he goes back. And for the second time, he's knocking on the father, Kala's door. Hey, how you doing? How's everything? Khalas, the party's over. What are you doing? You're good. Says, I just wanted to tell you something. Mamash, mamash mehila. I was the one that locked you in that room. And I'm so sorry, I feel so bad. You did it, that was you, how could you do that? You know what kind of pain you caused me? And he's flipping at him. 
How could you do that to me? You know, I could have. I'm sorry, Mary Love, Mary Love, I'm sorry, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. He's crying, he's begging, Mary Love, Mary Love. And finally, he says, I forgive you, but don't ever do things like that again. And he says, Mehila, I learned my lesson. I feel so bad for what I did. Thank you so much for giving me Mehila, my forgiveness. And he walks away. Ten months later, he comes back for the third time to the father of the Kala's house. He knocks on the door. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? How's everything? Good to see you. What are you here? How can I help you? He says, I just want to let you know. Baruch Hashem. We had our first child after being married 26 years. 26 years he was not able to have children. And little did he know it was probably someone else's pain and his unforgiving that was stopping him from getting beracha in his life. When a person causes another Jew, sar, pain, he has to be very scared. I heard a story many years ago, maybe it was 15 years ago. Or Sameach was having the Tisha B'Av event, speaker after speaker, beautiful, wonderful speeches. And one rabbi got up and he said a speech, unbelievable, Ma'aseh that happened. And he says that there was once a Shadchan, I believe he was the Shadchan himself, if I'm recalling the details correctly. There was a Shadchan, the Shadchan was trying to set up a boy. A boy was going on Shiduchim for a very long time. And his friends were going on Shiduchim as well. Friends were getting married. And he wasn't finding the Nasib yet. He wasn't finding his Kala. They're going, they're getting married, and he's still going on dates. He's getting older already. I think he was already dating for a few years. He wasn't finding the right Nasib. And then finally the Shadchan told him about a certain girl. Janin. He says, listen, I'm telling you, this girl, I think she's for you. Go out with her, try that. You don't know. Okay, he goes out with the girl. One day, it's going good. Two days, it's going good. But Jenna, three, four, five, six. And they even agree between themselves. And they talk it out that they're ready to actually get engaged. They didn't propose officially. But they spoke it out that they're going to get married. Okay, but Jenna. So the day came, and he asked her, Would you like to get married? And she looks, and she says, No. No. <laughs> we spoke it out. What happened? I don't know. But it doesn't make sense. We, we, we already spoke it out. Everything was fine. I know. So why do you get mad? I don't know. But we spoke it out. You agree? I know. So what happened? I don't know. He's confused. He goes back. He calls the Shadchan. He says, she's out. What do you mean she's out? I thought he said she agreed. I know. So what happened? I don't know. I mean, you don't know. I don't know. But she said, yeah, yes. What happened? I don't know. So... He says, you know what, I'm going to go ask the Rosh Hashiva, the great Rosh Hashiva, and ask him what he thinks. He goes to the Rosh Hashiva, and he says, Rabbi, this is the Ma'aseh, this is the story, what do you think? How could it be? She said, yes, and now she's saying no, she doesn't even know why she's saying no. So the Rosh Hashiva tells him, go ask the boy if he ever did something like this to another girl once upon a time when he was dating. Okay, Rosh Hashiva says, Ism Harabah. He calls the boy and he says, let me ask you a question. The Rosh Hashiva wants to know, did you ever do something like this to another girl that you were dating her for an extended period of time maybe, and you broke it off? 
So the boy's thinking and thinking and thinking. Actually, yes. It happened. I was dating a girl seriously and then I broke it off. So he goes back, he tells the Roshiva, Roshiva, you're on the money. It happened. And the Roshiva says, make sure he calls her and gets Mechila. Get her to forgive him for the sad, for the pain that he caused her. She's probably already married. Who knows what her last name is? Who knows what continent she lives in? She probably has kids. She probably already forgot about this. And the Rosh Yeshiva said, go and make sure she forgives him. So he goes and he does all the legwork. And he's finding out who is this girl? What's her last name? Where did she live? And she actually lives in a different continent. And he calls her. He gets a number. And the lady picks up the phone. And he says, hi, is this so-and-so? Yes. Hi, my name is, and I just wanted to let you know, many years ago you were dating a certain boy, and, you know, Baruch Hashem, you went on with your life, you got married. Unfortunately, this boy never found his zivug yet. The Rosh Hashiva thinks that it's because you maybe didn't forgive him, maybe he hurt your feelings, and because of that, you have a hakpada on him, because of what happened many years ago. We, we just wanted to know, do you forgive this boy? And she says, this boy, chas v'shalom. I don't want anything to happen to this boy because of me. Of course, I remember this boy, chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom. Wow, chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom. Thank you so much. Thank you for your chas v'shalom. Hangs up the phone, he goes to Rosh Hashiva. And as he's thinking about it, the Rosh Hashiva is saying already, and he already thought about it before the Rosh Hashiva said it, he was scared that maybe this is a problem. And he says, Rosh Hashiva, she said, she doesn't want anything bad to happen to him. And the Rosh Hashiva looks and he says, did she say, I forgive him? Rosh Hashiva, she said, I'm sure that's what she meant. Technical difficulty. She didn't say the, 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 the words, I forgive him, but that's what she meant. Go back and make sure she says, I forgive him. Back up the stairs, picks up the phone, calls back the same number, and he says to the lady, I'm, I'm so sorry, I just spoke to you on the phone, thank you so much for your chas shalom. The Rosh Hashiva just wanted for technical reasons that you say that you forgive him. Do you forgive him? Can you say those words, please, that I forgive him? I know that's what you meant, it might sound ridiculous, but please, we need those words. Dead silence. Hello, hello? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Sorry, the Rosh Hashiva just wants to make sure, technical reasons, that you say, I forgive him. Can you please say those words for me? That's happens. Hello, hello? Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. Could you just say, I forgive him? I know you said, Chazi Shalom, I know it's what you meant, but we need just to hear, I, I forgive him. Could you say those words? And then he hears us say three words. I don't know. You're married. You already found your nasib. Happily with children. And you can't forgive him. This boy's not getting married because of you. There's something stopping him from getting married. Here he is in front of the girl. And then she doesn't want to get married for some reason. Rosh Hashim is on the money, of course. And he said, maybe he did it to her. And here he is. He doesn't say all this to her. He says, please, when you find it in your heart to forgive him, Please let me know as soon as you could. Thank you very much. He hangs up.
A few days later, he gets a phone call from the lady. And she says, I want to let you know that I went in front of the Beit Din, three rabbis, and I told them that I forgive this boy. And the Shatchan happened to know one of the rabbis on the Beit Din. He says, thank you very much. Tiskila mitzvot. I'm sure it took a lot of courage. No one's blaming anybody. No one's asking any questions. Hazaku baruch. Tiskila mitzvot. Beautiful job. Not sure exactly what he told her, but I'm sure he was very happy to hear that she gave him the mechila. And less than a half hour later, the boy calls up the Shatchan and he says, I don't know what happened, but the girl just called me and she says that she wants to get married. You don't know what happened. But he knows what happened. He got the mechila from the girl that you hurt. You hurt her feelings. You got to get mechila. There's a way to do it. I'm not saying now you got to call the girl. There's a proper derecheretz. But to make sure, careful we have. I'll leave you off with one last story. A beautiful story. That's said over by... The great rabbi, Rabbi Gamliel Rabinovich, brought down in Tiva Kehila. And he says that there was once an elementary school class where the boys were there, and boys are boys. And there was one boy that felt he was the king of the class, probably. And there was another boy in the class that unfortunately had a slight deficiency in his walking. Slight, he was maybe a little slower than the other guys, and whatever, they were all going on class trips. They had to slow down for him. Maybe it became a little bit uncomfortable for the boy, of course. Maybe guys once in a while cracked the joke, out of place. But one time, it went above and beyond. When they were standing online to do Nitilat Yadaim, and the king of the class. Whoever decided he's the king of the class and he's the hashuv one, whoever decided that's you, he was behind the boy that had the small uh, deficiency. And he's standing behind him online and maybe he felt a little bit, uh, you know, uncomfortable that he's standing behind him. So this king of the class, what he did is he started imitating the boy in front of him. But he was, he was a good imitator. And he was imitating this boy, and everybody is laughing. And they're cracking up. And he's ripping this boy, he's embarrassing him. He's making shawurim out of him. He's putting him on the boy. You know what he's doing to the boy? Hashem ishmor ve'yatzil. He didn't mean anything bad, he's just making a joke. And kids unfortunately do things that might be silly. And everyone is cracking up. And this boy wanted to see, what are they cracking up about? So he turns around, and he sees that he's getting imitated, and he catches him red-handed. And the boy felt so embarrassed. You could imagine how awful, hopefully you can't imagine how awful he felt. Face probably started changing colors. He probably felt like he just wanted the floor to open up, just swallow him alive. And he was suffering tremendously. Not only he has a small deficiency, now they have to make fun of him. They have to make fun of him. What did he do wrong? What do you want from him? And he's crying, and he's crying, and he's crying, and he's crying. Unbelievable. Hashem ishmor ve'yatzil. Years pass. The boys get bigger. 
Baruch Hashem, they go on to higher learning. They go on to Shiduchim, and everybody is married, including the boy that was the king of the class, making fun of the other boy. He also got married, but unfortunately, he never had any children. And he was praying and praying, his wife is praying and praying, they're praying and they're praying for children. And he got clued in that maybe the reason that he's not having children is he heard someone passed previously, sometime in his life, and maybe that's stopping the berakha from coming. And he's thinking, who did he hurt? Who did he hurt? And then he remembers what he did to the boy online. And he's like, I have to find that boy and get mechila. And he was not able to find him anywhere. He's trying to go to the archives. Where's this guy? How can I find this boy? I can't find him anywhere. He was not able to find this boy and he wants to get his mechila so desperately. And finally one year they decided, him and his wife, on Lagba Omer, they're going to go to Miron. And they're going to cry their hearts out. And they're going to beg Bore Olam for a child. Biskut Rashbi on Lagba Omer, they're going to pray in Har Miron. And sure enough, they go up to Har Miron on Lagba Omer, like it is today a few years ago. And over there, as the husband is going on the Mahadrin path towards the Tziyun, he sees someone that looks identical to the boy that he insulted, just a little older. He couldn't believe it. Here he is, coming to pray for a child, and out of the tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people, who does he see on the path? He sees the boy himself that he insulted many years ago. Of course, he's a lot bigger. He has a bunch of little children around him, Baruch Hashem. And he noticed how he's walking, and he said, this is the same person. He realized that Hashem was just mezamen him, an opportunity that is golden, ask him for mechila. He felt embarrassed, but he knows that he really needs the mechila. So he goes over to the man, he starts talking to him, how you doing, how's everything? I'm sorry, do I know you? Oh, I'm listening, this person, we were in the same class together. Immediately, everything came back. Oh. Yes, of course. How are you? I'm sorry, I have to go. Let's go, kids. And he wants to shy away from the conversation. Very uncomfortable with speaking to this person that insulted him when he was a little boy. He says, please, can I have a moment of your time? He says, I'm sorry, I, I, please, a moment of your time. Uncomfortable, but he says, okay, go for it. He says, you don't understand how sorry I am for what I did. And he says that until now, he's not zuchet to have children. He's looking for him. He finally found him and he wants to get the mechila. Please, 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 mochel me, mochel me, forgive 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 me. And as hard as it was probably for the man to forgive him, he said, Bishchut Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, I am giving you complete full forgiveness. Thank you so much. And within a year he was okay to have his first child. Don't ever cause another Jew pain. Because you never know how much it could be hurting the person himself. Guys, 
I'm not telling you now, go back to first grade, did I take a bisli and a bamba from anybody? I, I don't know if we're on such levels. At least what we could do, what we should do is vaita going on, making sure to perfect the midot. And if we happen to see someone, if we happen to remember somebody, maybe we could try to fix it. But to realize that when you're playing with your friend's feelings, you're playing with fire. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire dot org.